Hello there. You're listening to Sasitap podcast by Sashwat and Oscar, where you speak with startup founders, venture capitalists, and some of the leading talents in the world. We listen to their personal journeys and share their stories that shape their worldview. In this episode, titled "Surfing the SaaS Waves," we have Ajit Isaac as a guest, who is an investment manager at Strive, an early-stage VC fund investing in SaaS across India, Southeast Asia, and Japan. As a member of the investments team at Strive, Ajit invests and works closely with the portfolio companies across a diverse range of functions, such as GTM strategy, hiring and culture, community building, fundraising, and M&A. Originally from academia, he previously co-founded a medtech startup developing surgical tools and also runs a non-profit group called Human Library Singapore. Hey Ajit, we had spoken last year during uh, my NASCOM days and good to speak with you again. Quite curious for your journey all the way from Bangalore to working for a Japanese VC fund. Could you share a little bit about your career graph as well? Hi Saswath, hi Oscar. Good to be here and thanks for having me. I think it was Cheryl Sandberg who said our careers are like not so much like a hill that we're climbing, but more like a jungle gym. There's the ups and downs, and at the moment it may seem like you're going down, but you know it's all progress, all the same. So, with that preface, basically, I my background was mostly in academia. Funnily, like the previous pandemic that we had, H5N1 and the H1N1, those are viruses that I worked on in the lab back then when those pandemics hit. But I came to Singapore to do my PhD in the School of Medicine over here at National University of Singapore, and throughout that time, I think I got quite involved in the in the startup space, especially. in the biotech medtech space in in Singapore and towards the end of that phd i worked on my own uh, medtech startup as well for a couple of years that was my first real foray into entrepreneurship i got really excited about the space and then i wanted to learn a little more about how investors make decisions and and i think that led me to apply for an internship at strive it was supposed to be a 3 months long internship that ended up being a year long uh, and i really enjoyed my time there but at the same time I still wanted to learn a bit more about the corporate side of things how businesses are run I did a couple of years of consulting and then when Strive was launching their third fund they uh, reached out and asked me to join them as they were launching the pure a very SaaS heavy SaaS focused fund as well as wanting to invest in deep tech companies so yeah that's the not so straightforward journey and uh, you have been also very active in the startup or or the saas ecosystem in india as well as asia for almost like 3 years based on your observations what makes the startup ecosystem in asia very unique how do you describe this ecosystem maybe i'll start with how we view the saas companies that we invest in or the b2b space that we invest in right so we broadly put these companies into two buckets the ones that we see in southeast asia and india the first one is saas pure saas businesses these are product focused companies that are building in this part of the world for the rest of the world so business model is pure saas right? this could either be premium saas like self serve or it could be enterprise sales kind of enterprise software the second bucket is more saas that is uh, localized for emerging markets like india and southeast asia and here it's not a pure saas model but uh, like a saas plus transactions model right so it's these are a bit more unique a uh, differentiated business models where we've seen that in india and southeast asia people are not very receptive to pay a lot a huge amount of money for software tools but if you build that into the business model where it gives them some kind of outcomes and it 
and the revenue that you make is tied to those outcomes, then you know you can see significant adoption. So having said that, I think what we see as a unique point for South Asia is that this access to really really good quality both tech talent as well as product talent, right? Like these are on par with companies anywhere in the world. And in that zero to one journey, you, with the same amount of money that you raise, you can try a lot more experiments if you're building your company out of Southeast Asia or Singapore or India, rather than if you're building it in Silicon Valley. And that's what we've seen, right? And and also we've seen that some of our SaaS companies, when they go head to head, again, even better funded competitors in, in the Valley, they are able to hold their own or even win the deals against them, essentially because they've built a lot more robust and a lot more integrations into their product because they, that money that they raised went a long way. So that's in the first bucket. The second bucket is obviously, you know, more unique insights about the market. Like, you know, I think in order to build a company like Class Plus or Metril, you really need to understand the local behavior of these businesses. So like how a doctor behaves in Southeast Asia versus how the doctor behaves in India versus how a doctor behaves in North America, Europe is very, very different. Like, so I think for that, you really need to understand the local market to be able to build SaaS for the local ecosystem. And I think that definitely is quite unique in Asia where businesses are not purely transactional, but quite relationship-based. Achit, you are investment manager at Strive, and the slogan of Strive is scale your ambition. And I really love that, I have to say. And you guys mentioned that you give proactive hands on support and you really commit to growth. Based on your experiences, what are the topics that startups need hands on support in regard to growth and why is that? One of the things that we try to do is even though the fund is a reasonable size fund, like a current fund that we're investing from is a little over $110 million USD fund. We try to keep the number of companies that we invest in to a ratio of each investment manager has only about four to six companies that we manage actively at the seed stage, right? So we don't do too many companies. We limit the number of companies that we invest in. So this gives us like a bit more time to work more closely with the founders in that zero to one journey, right? So we kind of call ourselves bespoke VC or full stack VC. So, you know, depending on what the gap is that the founding team and we have identified, we try to temporarily fill that gap, right? So this could be you know, in terms of let's go and run some GTM experiments, help to think through those kind of go-to-market experiments or product. What are some of the things that we could do on the product, some, running some experiments? So really just working together with them. And I think the fundamental block over here is to build that relationship with the founder, right? So usually we'd be the first investor that the founder would pick up the call, uh, pick up the phone and call when like, you know, something's going wrong, uh, usually when something's going wrong, especially in startups, right? Like, so, and I think that's how we start off. So it's very dependent on every company that we invest in. Broadly, these fall under, yeah, like I said, like either, uh, you know, thinking through some of the experiments that they could run, strategy, helping them uh, put their finances and their KPIs and and tracking in order so that, you know, they, they're measuring the right kind of inputs and the right kind of outputs as they're building their business. And then I think definitely in terms of the next round of fundraise, right? So usually at the seed stage, we invest in them and then they go on to raise their Series A. All of our companies have gone on to raise their subsequent rounds of funding from other larger investors. And that's a process that we work quite closely with the founders, all the way from helping them prep the data room, thinking about the story, introducing them to the right investors. So like just helping them with that process. 
and and of course one more thing it's, this is more of a soft thing that we try to work with the founders on is to really start to think about what kind of a culture do you want to build every every founder has their own style every founding team has their own style and really helping them to drill down and think about what kind of a culture they want to build because ultimately even if they raise a very large series a success after that series a depends on the kind of culture that they're building excellent I was uh, looking through one of your slide packs as well, Ajit. I think in one of your presentation, you showed that the Indian SaaS private market fundings are booming and peaked in 2019 with almost like 1.8 billion US, USD. So why are VCs like of yours are more and more interested in this specific market? I think for us, we've been investing in this since about... 2015 2014 like where when we first started investing in saas we had a company called pi which was uh, google's first acquisition in southeast asia which was a saas company and one of the earlier companies we invested in in, in the indian market was hasura also in the open source space and building saas in the developer tools category uh, and i think what got us personally interested was just the fact that the whole world is moving towards capex to opex right like so variableization of costs essentially right so instead of buying obviously the, you know these is global tools like if you look at adobe for example they used to have these enterprise licenses that they used to sell and they moved their business model from enterprise licenses to cloud and saas based business models right and you can see even for a public company how those uh, revenues just started to climb so i think we really felt that this was a space that was going to take off and and also had a personal interest in the space right like so from the early days both nikhil uh, people at the fund we were just interested in in, in building saas companies on of our own but i think all of us have our own reasons i mean we've we've been part of some journeys before but also realized that okay in, in order to be part of more journeys all at the same time it would be interesting to just invest in saas companies right so i think it was more of a personal motivation that we had but and of course some global trends around how saas companies are booming and growing really really big but more macro level like you have some of the largest saas companies private saas companies in the world zoho and freshworks sitting out of india right and i think that itself is a huge testament to the power of what can be built uh, in these markets for the rest of the world what i found super interesting achid is you mentioned if you want to jump from series a to series b funding the culture in the company has to be right you guys at strive work with startups in c series a series b fundings So what are the growth signals or the indicators you look for in startups how do you define you really want to work with this company Right I just want to mention a caveat there so even though we invest in series A series B typically at least for India and Southeast Asia we primarily focus on seed we enter the seed stage and then go on investing in series A and series B in the Japan market we are more open to entering at slightly later stages like series A and series B as well but uh, so for us when we look at seed stage companies i think the number one thing really is just the team right and here we have a list of internal founder qualities that we've built up over time and this is a that we look for in the founding team and this is a combination of both what we think is important in that zero to one journey of building a company uh, as well as what we feel would be good characteristics that we can work together with so things like being scrappy intellectual honesty you know having some kind of exceptional capabilities product thinking that iterative thinking of learning from the market so we have a few qualities that we've listed out and usually when we meet a founder we are a founding team we are trying to look through those heuristics to see okay like which ones is this team demonstrating uh, and usually it's not the lack of negatives that we tend to invest in but more the strength of the positives right like so there's something that is super exceptional about them from one of the qualities 
qualities that we're looking for and we're like okay you know we really want to work with these people and so we let's work together as markets grow the apac region is also coming into focus for indian startups after us and eu so startups are finding it easier to mature their products in apac before moving on to tackle us based on your observations and experience why is that i'll just give you for example right like in singapore uh, so a lot of people ask us okay you know how how are you making this work between india and southeast asia you know you guys have a team in southeast asia as well as in bangalore like you know what's the connection over here right and what we're seeing is that singapore is a really really and this apac region is a really really good launch in between point between say building something from india to the rest of the world right like and and the reason i say this is because you almost have 100 to 150 of the largest private as well as public saas companies their outposts headquartered in singapore for the, their local outposts headquartered in singapore right so these are go to market teams these are customer success teams these are even sometimes product and engineering teams of these global companies like cloudflare you have companies like hubspot salesforce all these big companies that have their headquarters in singapore and like having access to people who are from these global companies and so it's a really nice place as, a, as an early stage founder for you to just go in get that very early feedback of course ultimately maybe your deployment if you're focusing on on a very core part of the stack and if you're making a product for a very core part of the stack and targeting saas companies you probably have to sell to the hq which is in north america or europe but at least to get that very early feedback to get a foot in the door it's a really good springboard we feel at least in in singapore that's great i guess we all know that scaling a company especially to new markets is quite difficult right and you actually know it especially well because you work with so many companies so from your perspective what is the most important tip you would give every startup every saas company before scaling to new markets i think you need to see a very strong pull you need to have the conviction that there's something there that gives you the right to win rather than anyone else I can give you an example of one of our companies that scaled to another market. This was a insurtech company that started in Singapore. They basically have like a online tool where you can go in sign up for insurance for motor insurance for yourself. Uh, and they were started launching in Singapore doing reasonably well. Like one of the founders was Singaporean, the other founder was Thai. And soon they realized that, you know, insurance rather than at least in Southeast Asia is tends to be quite push product rather than a pull product what i mean by that is that people don't actively all the time go and seek out or what are the best insurance products to buy unlike going and finding what are the best e-commerce products to buy but more people need to sell insurance right so it's a very people based agent based thing you, you need to rely on these kind of relationships to build insurance and they found that actually in the region thailand was the largest motor insurance market and the good thing is that they had a thai co-founder so then that gave those two things combined together they said okay let's try and build like the same tool that we are using online for people for consumers to come and look out for new insurance products slightly change that and launch a slightly different product in the thai market targeting insurance agents to sell motor insurance right and then that started taking off and that started growing the two key things that they had in mind was that okay they had a right to win because they ha- had somebody who was tie who who understood the market who understood the connections over there and and could go and build relationships there and the other thing was they ha- already had the tech capabilities of having built a good product in the singapore market so they were quite confident about taking that product and putting a new skin around it ajit i know investors usually have a very good reading habit as a closing remark what were some of the business books that really inspired you most in your journey I enjoy reading fiction 
actually uh, compared to business books i mean i process more when i listen to things compared to when i read so i usually if there's a book that i really like i go and find the person who's written the book who had a podcast or who's spoken about them in a, in a youtube video and i hear it rather than read it from that perspective i think one of the things that i really enjoy is kevin kelly like a number of books that kevin kelly has, has written like but i mostly just listen to it from based on his various number of interviews a book that i really liked reading obviously was ben horowitz hard things about hard things right i think like that really just captures the essence of that startup journey i feel like i think he's very raw and, and real about how his startup journey you know is like chaos and failure is really the order of the day as a founder the key thing that you're constantly building is resilience as you go wake up and decide to go in and fight another day every day your resilience is just getting built up higher and higher right so i think those two books definitely is something that i really enjoy and of course i love reading fiction as well right like george orwell and those kind of books as well excellent thanks for those insights as well ajit and thank you so much for joining us and sharing your thoughts on it looking forward to speaking with you again sometime in the future thanks ajit absolutely absolutely thanks for having me oscar and sasu